Here's a crazy idea that isn't as crazy as you think it is. Instead of trying to affirm what it is you want, instead of visualizing and cheating yourself into an experience, why don't you just ask for what you want? This is Lana Ski, hostess of the Supernova podcast, and this is your weekly invitation to greatness. Come on in. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the Supernova podcast. It is absolutely amazing to have you here on the line with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. It's going to be a great, great show. I can I can just feel it. I know. Like, <laughs> when I was just reading your email, because um, normally I ask so many questions and, like, when I'm connecting with people, but with you, it was just like, nope, Chris, you're, you're there. Like, there's, there's such a connection. Like, I just felt it seeping through the email and and the back and forth from there, and I'm so glad you could be here. Oh, thank you. And it's, you know, it's what a great way to end the year Absolutely. with – with giving people tools that's going to help them really get the life that they that they so yearn for for 2015. So it's going to be a yummy, yummy year. Absolutely. And, and I'm so glad that we're chatting about this right now because everyone's winding down. Everyone's in holiday mode. And then next year, we all know this. We all say we're going to approach December differently or we're all going to, you know, approach this point in time differently. And we never, ever do. Like, I was actually just driving back home. I was running errands. I'm like, I know that if I'm in that traffic lane, I'm going to get there faster. So I go back to my automatic zone. And we're just constantly doing the same thing. I'm like, oh, I, I was just thinking this and I'm not doing it. But here we have the opportunity to shift that so that we don't start 2015 in still like a dazed zombie mode. But that we're able to activate so many things so much quicker and manifest the things that we really want. So that when the rest of the world catches up with us and our businesses and what our purpose is, we're in the right place at the right time. And that's that's exactly right, Lena. Because 2015, you know, I'm an angel intuitive and I chat with a gaggle, a gang of angels. So I collectively call them the gang. They told me sometime last month that 2015 is the year of abundance. Uh So of course, I like to think abundance as all that yummy stuff, the big wads of cash, health, joy, love, you know, all those wonderful things. But, but, and here's the but, abundance can be fear, still running around on that durable wheel, still staying in that lane that you know is not going to get you home faster. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, Einstein had that beautiful quote, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So it's a perfect time, like you said, let's change things up. Let's just tweak how we ask the universe, the angels, for those very things that we really desire, which is why they ended up giving me this great system, for lack of better words, called Ask Formations. I love that. I, I never really got bigly into affirmations. I, I, I tried them a couple of times and <laughs> they never worked for me, as they never work for a thing. And, and we'll get into that. But more recently, I remember doing one affirmation which was five minutes of this pumped up guy and you're repeating after him like i am worth a million bucks i am worth a million bucks and kind of going on and on and on and then like after saying it maybe 10 or 15 times i I noticed myself going to the scroll bar like how long am i actually going to be saying this because you (laughs) intensively kind of going when is this going to be over like when is it over yes exactly 
it's, it's, a, it's a really, really funny thing. The affirmations probably hit the ground running when that book, The Secret, came out. What was it, back in the 90s? And the book was was absolutely groundbreaking. You know, it got so many people to snap to and be, at least become more aware of their thoughts and the phrases that they were using. But like you just said, affirmations don't always work. I don't think they uh, ever work, to be honest. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's really funny because you can use an affirmation that doesn't have much meaning to you. Something like, uh, oh, let me think of one that doesn't have much meaning. Um, I am worthy to order any meal I want to at this restaurant. You know, thinking of, you know, because it all goes with our sense of, of worth. So this is, do you want to hear the backstory? On oh, yes, Ask? absolutely. Okay. So my husband and I, our, our youngest daughter was dating this young man. They were in their early 20s. And let's just say his life pretty much stank, sucked. It was a horrible life before coming to live with us. He literally has no country that calls him a citizen. Think of, think of something bad and it had pretty much happened to him in some form or fashion. So in his very young life, he was shown the world was out to get him. So he best screwed the world before it screwed him. And that's pretty much what his philosophy was. And he, so he moved in with us. It was a way for us to keep tabs on him. More importantly, them, you know, as our daughter being the primary focus for us. And because I work from home, I became his built-in psychologist. And I have no psychology training other than doing what I do naturally. But I began to really notice his affirmations were not the good stuff. <laughs> his affirmations were life sucked. Um, and everything that he was experiencing supported that. He would switch jobs quicker than some people would change their underwear. And it was always someone else's fault. Mm. But then I also began to know, so I told him about affirmations and he looked at me like I had horns growing out of my head. And he would say things like, yeah, I'm worthy. You happy now? And he'd look at me and roll his eyes. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. There's, no, there's absolutely no conviction, no power in that affirmation. Mm -hmm. So that was one key. You know, saying I'm worth a million bucks or I have a million bucks, your ego was going like, oh, my God, how much longer do I have to say this to something as basic as him getting a job that paid more than minimum wage. And then I began to listen to him more. He was asking questions, which I have since coined mind fodder, because they weren't nice questions. There were questions like, why can't I ever get a job that's more than minimum wage? Why can't I get a career? Why can't I ever get ahead? Why does life suck? Why can't I ever? So you think about those questions that I'm just repeating. They're not happy. But yet all those things that he was asking were coming true. Exactly. It changed your current reality. Exactly. And, you know, the two of them were breaking up more than they were together, and they were living under the same roof. Well, that made for interesting fodder in itself. But listening to his talk, I went, huh, huh, 
there's something going on here. And him not being my biological child, I was able to step back from the drama a bit more and just really think about it versus it being me or a member of my family and, and really see the dynamics of what was going on. So I said, huh, hunt to self. Let me see how this can work. So I started playing with it and I started using positive present tense questions. Hence, affirmations came to be born. So we started playing with it a little bit and I made myself the guinea pig first. And it starts with the very first one of why is it safe for me to be me? Which is a huge question. Isn't it? You know, when you really think about it, it's like, you know, if we're not living life on our terms, if we're not jumping out of bed every morning and excited about the possibilities, at the very core of it, there are parts of us that are still being hidden. So I'll, I'll use me as an example. You know, I chat with angels, okay? My dad is this brilliant chemical engineer. He developed formulas in college that they still teach. My mom's this great domestic goddess. You know, and here I come. I chat with the Wing and Halo gang. And as wonderful as my parents are, they support me. They honor me. Not once to this day have they ever asked me. So, Chris, what angels are you chatting with today? And, and do you have any messages for us? You know, it just wasn't talked about. And I began to learn as I got older, you know, at the ripe old age of seven, this was unusual mm -hmm. and it wasn't quite, quote, normal. And I went, oh, and in that desire, that egoic desire, because we are human, we want to fit in, right? Mm -hmm. So think about all those times we've dated or we want to be with the cool kids at some point and we want to be on that team or that group. And even it, you know, it goes up into well into our adulthood. You know, you still can sit, sit back and see those groups within your hometown. I realized this was not, quote, normal. So I hit it. And it went so far down, I forgot. I developed a nervous twitch that my loving parents went and had me tested. And, of course, there was nothing wrong with me. It was because I had this blessing, this gift that was so deep. You're trying but to suppress it. I was trying to suppress it so I would fit in, so I would be liked. And life was lovely, but it wasn't great. I wasn't doing what I love to do. And out of the mouths of babes, my uh, our eldest daughter at the time was in high school. And she went, Mom, you know we're not going to be with you forever. So what are you going to do when we leave? <laughs> so I looked at her and I went, ooh, oh, no. <laughs> Uh-oh, I better think of something quick. And the angels came a-knocking, and they said, hello. And I went, oh, this kind of feels familiar. It feels kind of like home. But I, I played with it. I didn't take it seriously. I called myself psycho instead of psychic. You know, so not honoring, not feeling safe. And think about, you know, when we go to any social function, we're meeting new people, what is one of the first things we tend to ask the other person? So, what do you do? Mm -hmm. Right? Right? We're nosy. We really don't care. We don't really don't care. We're just being nosy. And so I pulled up my big girl pants a couple of times and I said, I'm an angel intuitive. <laughs> they would get that huge deer in the headlight look and then go, oh, oh, I'm sorry. My husband or my wife's calling me. I got to go. So, yeah, 
that wasn't being very safe. Didn't feel very secure in sharing with who I was. So fast forward a couple of years. So what do you do? I would divert it off of me. Wow, you having a good time at the party? How's the wine? Is it good? Wow, isn't that a great painting? I would divert everything off of me. So still not sharing who I was. But when the angels gave me, why is it safe for me to be me? I can now look at you square in the eye and tell you I'm an angel intuitive and I'm here to inspire and empower people. And the same thing worked with the young man living with us. He began to feel a bit more secure in who he was. And the last time I chatted with him, he not only had a job longer than three months, he called the job a career. Oh, beautiful. He was doing something that fit him, that fit his personality, that allowed him or would allow him to travel around the country to experience new things. Because he's a bit of a nomad at heart. So he can go wherever he wants to within this company. So it's a magical thing. And the really cool thing about it, I've actually grown an itch. Of course. I've gotten an itch. Well, it's really funny because, you know, I studied ballet for 11 years. Okay, many, many years ago. But I know good posture. I do yoga. You know, I, I, do, I know all these things. And I've been 5'8 my whole adult life. And I actually started to shrink to 5'7 regions. I'm, I'm at that age. And I, ha- I started having people talk to me, you know, friends. I go, wow, you've gotten taller since I last saw you. I'm, think- I'm thinking they're losing their marbles. And I'm going, okay. And then my brother-in-law comes over for Thanksgiving dinner. You know, I've been married to his brother for decades. So I've known him for a while. And he gives me this big, cute hug and kiss. He goes, how you doing, tall sis? He's never called me tall. Hmm. And I went, yeah, and I did the same thing. Hmm. And then, you know, other things happen. And then we do an expo. And these total strangers ask me, how did you get to be so tall? I'm like, this is just really weird. Everybody's commenting on my height all of a sudden. So then, sure enough, I go to the doctor. Not feeling well, ends up having bronchitis, so so not standing or thinking I'm standing tall. She goes, you're 5'9", honey. I looked at her. I said, would you mind measuring me again? <laughs> she looked at me and laughed. She goes, sweetheart, I've been doing this a while. You're 5'9". Huh. Yeah. So I can't promise that you or anybody else is going to get taller, though some clients have indeed. But what has happened is that I am walking more confidently with who I am and what I'm here to do. And that's that's my wish for everybody, is to share your blessings, experience life on your terms. What a gift. To, to really be able to see yourself in that way and to cultivate yeah. the trust in the truth of what safety really is for yourself. That's really it is. powerful. It's very, very powerful. And, you know, I'm going to continue to say that ask formation until the day I drop dead. Because as a human, we do have ego. And this is why affirmations don't always work. So we'll use the one that you use. I'm worth a million bucks. And you're quickly looking at how much longer am I going to be saying this? And I'm going to guess at some place in the deep recesses of your mind or not so deep, the ego's going, no, you're not. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're so fun. You're cracking me up today because that's what the ego does. It's great. It's only job. The ego's only job is to blow raspberries at us. And guess what? It's really, really good at its only job. Mm-hmm. Think of those old social 
sayings. You got to know someone to get ahead. Who do you think you are? You're getting too big for your britches. You want a better life? Get used to it, bucko. This is it. You know, this is this is all you're going to get. And, you know, you can say I am abundant as an affirmation. And that's a beautiful affirmation. But the ego is going to jump in and go, oh, really? Is that so? Have you looked at your checkbook lately? And that's not saying you're so abundant. And you're going, oh, you know, or people that are trying to meditate. And a beautiful meditative affirmation would be, I am at peace. As you have those ooh, shiny moment thoughts running through your head. And the ego goes, no, you're not. And you raise it up a little bit higher. I am at peace. And the ego begins to chuckle and says, yeah, no, you're not. And you go, I am at peace. And it's now on the floor laughing hysterically, pointing its finger at you and go, yeah, you're not. Gotcha. You're not at peace. I mean, it's, it's like a little school kid just poking you going, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's a spoiled brat is what it is. And it's really funny. Those things that matter more to us are those things where the ego comes screaming at us more and more, which leads to a next ask formation of, why am I worthy of all I desire? And that, so think about going back to that book, The Secret. Great book, trailblazing book, like I said. It had so many people running out to the stores, getting their poster boards, the glue, the scissors. You know, there was a run on that. People were making vision boards like there was no tomorrow. Making it, affirming, and then going, where's my stuff? <laughs> because... <clears throat> excuse me, their sense of worth of receiving what they really want wasn't allowing them to receive. So let, let's use food as an example. We have no problem going to any fast food place of business and ordering what we really want. Even going to a nicer restaurant and placing our order with the wait staff. I don't know, and I've, I've asked many, many people, not one has yet to confirm that they've ever pulled the wait staff person back saying, hey, 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 did you, did you write my order down? Hey, did you give it to the chef yet? Hey, is the chef working on it? Hey, you know, we just place our order and let it go. But the more something matters to us, the more we end up jumping in and trying to control its events. And in that very process, we end up sabotaging and pushing it away. With the classic question, are we there yet? Right. Are we there yet? And where's my stuff? And why can't I? And then that leads us into those mind fodder questions. Why isn't it happening yet? Why can't I ever make ends meet? Why does this always happen to me? Why did, why did they get so lucky? Gee, I wish that would happen to me. You know, those are all those thoughts, all those phrases actually contribute to us not stepping more into our power. But if we use those affirmations of why am I worthy of all I desire? So think about that question in itself. It's kind of broad. First of all, I would get very tired and become very monotonous of listing all those things I think, that's the key word, I desire, versus really allowing myself to achieve, to acquire, to live the life that I yearn for deep within the heart soul space. Because, you know, we all buy into what the media tells us 
advertising works a beautiful thing we've all done some retail therapy at some point i'm a girl if i get that dress i'm going to be really sexy or if i if i have a big huge five carat diamond ring it says i'm going to be loved if i live in that huge house people will know i'm successful but then we'll, if we re achieve that we're still not satisfied well, we're chasing all because, the wrong things right but sometimes we buy into what society says we need to have or do in order to feel content, but it's not really suited for us. So why am I worthy of all I desire leaves it open for those things that we really, really want to come forward. For sure. For sure. And I just want to quickly jump back on the vision board thing, because it actually just mm -hmm. reminded me of a conversation I had where I was chatting to a friend and she put together this amazing, she had I think four or five and she kind of plastered her wall, wall with it. And she was saying it's not happening. And before we even got into the conversation why it's not happening, she's like, well, the girl I put that's got the guy, she's blonde and she's this, so therefore that's not me. And, if, and I put this mm. picture and that's not me. So how am I going to actually create this vision board if those aren't pictures of me achieving that which is impossible because I can't achieve that and just to kind of see that cycle unfold was so powerful for her oh it's very very powerful and that's I love it thank you for bringing up that point as beautiful as we are there aren't many the modeling industry as big as it is does not include every person in the world <laughs> so I have many vision boards and I am not on any of them. So you go with how the photo makes you feel. So as an example, we've been married 29 years now, but yet on my vision board is a younger couple frolicking in the surf. They're holding hands. They are, they look physically fit, but you can tell they're very much in the moment, very much having fun and joy. So you go with how, the photograph makes you feel. It doesn't matter if you're 54 and if the photograph is 19 or 99 or anything or everything in between. doesn't matter if you're Caucasian and the photograph of the person is black, purple, polka dotted, or striped. How does that make you feel? Do you feel empowered? Do you feel the love coming off of that. Do you feel healthy? Do you feel powerful? And that's not a bad thing. Do you feel abundant, loved, joyful? How do those photographs make you feel? And that's, that's that sensation you want to have on your vision board. As an example, uh, years ago when I made one, I tore out this full page photograph of this bedroom. It is so over the top, it's not even funny. And I don't want my bedroom ever to look like that, but I loved how the bedroom photograph made me feel. It was sensuous, it was luxurious, it was intimate, it was romantic. That's how I want our bedroom to feel. It's just that sacred space of, of that. So it, it goes with more of and I have a photograph of, I forget her name, what actress she is. And she's just kicked back, leaning in a chair. And that photo for me said she's just very relaxed and comfortable in her power. And that's what I yearn for. So now being an author, 
I do go to the computer periodically and when I make a vision board and I will print out book award medallions because that is something, <clears throat> excuse me, that is something I would like to get recognition for. So I'll print out those metal uh, images to put on my board. If there's something, if I really want that, that pile of cash and I can't find it in a magazine easily, oh, the internet's a beautiful thing. I go there and print out a big wad of cash and put it on my vision board. Because it really is about creating the life that you're excited. You know, we have uh, Baskin and Robbins ice cream in the United States. And what they are most known for is 31 flavors of ice cream. So like I like to tell people, you can have ice cream, but get your flavor. You can have your life, but have it your flavor. And, that, and that's why we need the trick lives because we need to define these things for ourselves. You need to know what success is about, what love is, what safety is, all these mm -hmm. elements. And those are big questions to answer. They, they do take a bit of time to really refine. Oh, without a doubt, they will absolutely, they could probably take the rest of our life to redefine. But if we at least use affirmations, we are opening ourselves up to the possibilities and allowing ourselves to receive what we really want. And that's also magical because it's the power of asking, which yes. is the simplest thing we can do. And for some reason, we warped it into the biggest boogeyman in the closet <laughs> and you know we're just reduced to this petrified little kid who stutters on every little word and we don't know how to ask and i was reading amanda palmer's book recently and it speaks into that whole power of asking receiving and you know, her TEDx talk that came out and how people are just aching to be seen and heard and asked. Absolutely. And the oh, fear that we have. And yet when you ask, sure, the worst thing you get is a no, but very often it's not that case, you know. And it's just this vortex that we go into. It's this black hole. Right. And that's that's called the ego, my darling. Mm -hmm. It is – it. It rules the roost. Like we said, it's a spoiled brat. And that's the really wonderful thing about when we ask a question, any question, whether it's the juicy ask formation kind or the icky mind fodder kind, the ego is not equipped to answer a question. Or a so question of that nature, at least. <clears throat> Actually, any question. I, I, I've yet to have the ego jump in when I ask a question. So when... You ask a mind fodder, it basically will just sit in the corner and rub its hands so they go, yeah, I got them going good because they're asking all these questions and they're doing the work for me because all these questions they're asking are not very nice. So let's just keep them running around in circles like a chicken with their head cut off. But when we ask and when we use an ask formation, it's still going to sit in the corner, still suck on that lollipop, but it's still going to go universe, you're up. I, I, I can't answer. I don't know how to answer a question because it loves to argue. Mm -hmm. And arguing is with statements, not necessarily with a question. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It needs to validate or 
or devaluate something. Yes. Yeah. It needs to put so a value to it. It does. The ego loves to put value towards something. So if it's saying I'm abundant and it's going, <laughs> no, you're not. Look at your checkbook. And it says, or you say, I am loved, which is another beautiful affirmation. They go, yeah, you're so loved. Where's your soulmate? You're so loved. How can people treat you like crap? Yeah, you're so loved. So that's what the ego's wonderful at. And I am worthy to have all I desire. Oh, really? That's so. Let me tell you, let me, let me, let me show you how that works. And it shows you all these ways that you are not worthy. And it will be very, very good at, you know, reminding you of life experiences that have shown that you're not worthy. And you begin to hang the head in shame and go, I'm not worthy. I'm not any good. I can't do anything. And I'll never have blah, 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 blah. And he goes, yippee, I won yet again. And it's it's really good at that job. <sighs> this little thing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just like go it's play such... in your little corner and shush while, while, while we get on with our stuff because <laughs> <laughs> this is such a distraction. But also I love the fact of then it gets to a point where you get to a point of surrendering to the universe. Because the yes. universe really knows. It's already mapped everything out. And your job is just to connect the dots and then ignite those authentic experiences and choose what it is that you want to be going through on this adventure book of a story that you're writing. Oh, without a doubt. And it's really funny because as you say, why am I worthy of all I'm desired? So here's a fun story. I've, I've seen my product even before we had the product that was qualified to be on those home shopping channels, you know, the QVC, HSN and, and whatnot. And I came in contact with this woman, lovely woman. And, but she only worked or works with what QVC would call their, um, their testing grounds. You know, let's only test it out on the on online thing. We're only going to buy a few hundred units and we'll see if this has any merit. Okay. That's fine. You know, and there was a contract. So we had to sign the contract. You know, we got accepted for my Oracle cards. And within one of the contracts referenced another contract. And we said, hey, you know, we want to know what we're agreeing to. Can we just get a copy of this contract? And she said, oh, well, no one's ever asked for that. I, I don't know. And this went on for three weeks. And it's like, seriously? Your other clients are really idiots or very, very trusting because I can't believe no one's ever asked to see this before. And we never got it from her. And things just kind of, it's just, it just didn't begin to feel good. So we got rid of her and fast forward. And I'm still saying that affirmation. Why am I worthy of all I desire and all of that stuff? And why is it safe for me to be me? Why am I so supported? And we're at a trade show and this trade show was just dead. I mean, there was nobody there. I could have thrown a poison dart and not hit a soul. And so this one woman walks by and I get her into our booth and I am so bored. I'm clowning around, you know, I'm doing my Dana White in a moment. I know oh, this has this and this has that. And I'm just like, please just humor me and listen to me for a while because I'm so bored. And she looks at me and she's really into it. She goes, Oh my gosh, you're perfect. I'm like, okay. Yeah, thanks. 
And she goes, no, 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 I'm, I'm serious. And she hands me her card and it's talent and promotion. I'm like, yeah, okay. And she goes, I said, well, all right, so what do you do? She goes, I've been working with QVC for over, you know, 20 some years and you'd be great on air. Oh, so I've now gone behind the scenes to someone thinking I'd be great on air. I'm like, oh, okay. She goes, I believe in full disclosure. Doc, I want to know, I want you to know what you're getting into. Beautiful. Thank you. Well, don't you know, in the onslaught of documents that she sent us, was that very fast to see that our other rep couldn't get her hands on because no one ever asked. So I wow. use that as an example that my sense of worth is escalating, is rising. I went from behind the scenes to people really not knowing who I was. We'll do the test market to now this rep presenting our jewelry line or part of our jewelry line to the QVC rep to be on air. So I what? So it, it continues to grow in stages. So you may get something worthiness at that moment, but continuing to ask desire, don't be surprised if shifts continue to happen because you're feeling safer. Have what you want. And the magic is that is you don't know what's in the box. You don't know what the experience is that you're going to be having. And it's gift wrapped and it's beautiful and it's tall, it's wide, it's fat, it's thin. It's all these different things. And, you know, you just need to unwrap it and see what what it is going to be at the end of the day and tune into is this something that's going to serve you? Or or maybe it's door number three with gift number two. And, and that's just going through the motions. I mean, I remember setting an intention to, I always wanted to do radio show stuff. This is before, um, before I went into podcasting and it was still kind of a thing that I was always talking about. And I'm like, well, I'm already doing the podcasting, but the radio thing sounds interesting. And within moments, like this radio station, this radio station, they're like, we love your podcast. Let's go on board and do this. But when you look at it and it's like, okay, reassess, what is it exactly that they're offering? That's not a line. That's not a line. And staying in the process of asking, and now this other network um, that I'm co-hosting with with uh, Dr. Lexus has, has opened up as a secondary podcast, and it's exactly what I wanted. So it's just being in that process. It's just trusting in that and continue to ask and continue to refine what it is you're looking for. Because otherwise, you're just going to be stuck with a nebula of abundance, and you're going to go, uh, yeah, okay, give me uh, 20 years to kind of get over the first hurdle, you know, and just go through this. Exactly. It's all that carrot at the end of your face and having you chase around on the thing, but you get shown possibilities, and as a human, you have free will, so you get to choose what you really desire. And it just, it, it, it's just nonstop. So we are airing at the very end of 2014, which was been called the year of the harvest. So it's not too late. Plant those seeds 
of what you really want. You don't have to know the outcome. You certainly don't know have to know the hows or the whys or the who's that are going to be all involved because trust me, people are not in your life right now. They're going to help you that are going to step in to help you get to that end goal. And that's the beauty of it. You know, there are people that were even alive that are powerful and are helping me. So I ask, why am I so supported? Get into the universe, the angelic realm helping you, but also at that very human level. People step in to help. You know, my husband is a CFO space. <laughs> he often says, honey, had I known that you were doing this when we were dating, we would so not be together. I said, and I laugh, and I said, yeah, I know, but ironically, the people that have longer than you have are going because this is who I am. But now my CFO, Knight in Shining Armor, when we do shows, not only does he rock our booth, he's talking angels, talking ascended masters. He's he and he knows what he's talking about. Because he supports and our eldest daughter redid the website. And it's beautiful. So we have, you know, and our youngest became this great sous chef when we had our first angel retreat. So you get this ongoing support, yeah, from the people you already know. But then you are allowing support from elsewhere. As you begin to feel safer, you begin to shine more brilliantly, which is, oh, my gosh, thank you, because we so need you and your gifts, no matter what your gifts made of people cheer you to shine it's a and the world is actually asking us to shine the world is actually at a space where it's it's not a luxury it's not a want in it's actually a necessity like we all just need to just step up and step out of our own way and, and do the work that needs to be done Right. Basically, guys, it's time to come out of the closet. You know, the water is just fine. Come out of the closet and close the door. You know, I, I'm so far out of the closet, it's been padlocked shut in many different places. There's no going back for me, which is great. I don't even know how to find my way back. <laughs> it's like... You know, and I don't think I could either if I wanted to. You know, and it's just, I'm so out there now. Give yourself permission Permission to be amazing, bold, generous, valued, celebrated, inspired, and transformed. Because when you choose to live from courage and be authentically real, and you choose to make the moment, meet the moment, step up and step in, being the true illuminary that you really are, and honoring the supernova within, that's when you honor the invitation to greatness. For more information, head on over to www.lenaski.com.